0: Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I to You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show.
1: I- This calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud.
0: Negotiations Bible Style. Bible Style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiations Bible Style.
1: See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call...
2: Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time.
1: Pontiac, a white dragon. Pontiac, get a white
2: dragon. Pontiac, this car. This is Bill Mixon, a regular sidekick on the Christian Car Guy radio show, uh, filling in for our loved host robbie Dillmore. robbie has entrusted me with a wonderful opportunity to host the christian car guy and kingdom pursuits this morning while he takes his family on a well-earned vacation let's open the show with a word of prayer father thank you for wtru this show and our audience please bless this time together let it be a time of refreshing a time in which we deepen our relationship with you If anyone in our audience does not know you through your son, let today be the day the Holy Spirit draws them to you, and they accept your free gift. Amen. It's been a great honor having some time to spend with Robbie over these years, and on a few occasions be able to fill in for him. And today is a very special day for me, because I've started a new adventure in my life. I've got business partners. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank them for allowing me to be a part of their new team. Patrick McGinnis has asked Jim and Susan Annis, Sandra Mabe and myself to join a wonderful uh, team called Forsyth Insurance Services. We're a full service insurance agency in North Carolina representing North Carolina's leading insurance companies. We're ready, willing and able to provide the best in companies, policies, and coverages at a wonderful cost. Services.com. We would like to take some time today, the, the four of us, to talk to you about insurance and to answer any insurance questions you might have. If you've had a claim situation or have one in mind now, we would be glad to talk to you about it. Our call-in number is 866-347- seven eight eight four eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four some of the topics we may get around to today is why does my car insurance seem to go up all the time even though my car's getting older uh, why do tickets and accidents make my insurance cost more what is that stuff called accident forgiveness um, what is med pay and do I really need it on my policy What's the difference between comprehensive and collision? Why should you talk to an agent instead of somebody on a 1-800 number? What happens if you're sued for more than the amount of insurance you have? Or if you've got a question, you feel free to call in and talk to us. But I wanna start off by asking my new boss, Patrick McGinnis, to tell us how he got into insurance. And, um why he's doing what he does for a living.
3: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Um, How I got into insurance. Um, As a young person, I watched a lot of people and and valued time with family and, and opportunities that you had. And I noticed that people in the insurance business were allowed to help and were able to help people when they had difficult situations and trying times and i also saw that they had time to work and build memories with their own families so with the ability to help others and the time that i could get to devote to my family that was why i chose insurance as a career
2: well thank you i'm glad that you did one of my dearest friends is here jim annis he and his wife have been the person that when I couldn't figure something out, as something seemed really peculiar to me, the first call I would make would be over to their office and say, "Jim, Susan, <laughs> have you figured this one out yet?" Uh, Jim, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, when did you get into insurance?
4: Well, thanks, Bill. Uh, I got into I got in the insurance industry back in 1982. Um, kind of coincidentally my mother actually worked as a CSR in the agency that hired me. A CSR? Yeah, cust- what the heck is that? A, a customer service rep and um, she introduced me to the folks that hired me at that time and they said well we need someone with an outgoing personality and who's willing to go out and talk to people and so that's kind of how I got started and uh, over a couple of um, changes of affiliation over that time frame uh, landed with uh, our current nationwide insurance and uh, have been doing that now for 23 and a half years so
2: yeah what i don't understand what just doesn't make any sense to me except that your wife is just absolutely tremendous at what she does i can't imagine going to work with my wife she would make me work far harder than I ever
4: wanted. to. I think we need to get that phrasing. I think we need that phrasing correct. I am fortunate to be a, a partner with my wife. She is the brains. All I am is just the the figurehead, so to speak. So, you
2: know. well, I, I know that it's worked really great for you. I got to say, I don't, I don't think I would have survived it, Sandra. It's so good to see you. I know that there've been at least five times in the last ten years where I have begged nationwide to let me move in and, and share operations with you you have just always been a real joy in my life and it's a pleasure to be able to say that uh, we're working together thank how, you bill how did you get into you, you've been in the insurance business since you were what four
5: four four years old bill thank you <laughs> um, my sister happened to get me in the insurance industry she was working at a different carrier and um, I a started carrier? Uh, we're a different insurance company okay And uh, so I started there part-time after college and went full-time. And so it's all her fault. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
2: I worked in high school for Nationwide. They had a program where you got high school credit. So I was working 30 hours a week my junior and senior year in her Raleigh office. It was really great you got to go to school and you got paid really 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 good (laughs) and then I started right after college majoring in insurance up at Appalachian State so we have been doing this a while just a few years I'm a little scared to add up how many years of expertise there is represented in this room but it is a lot and uh, if anybody out there has some questions this would be the group to answer it Uh, And we would love to field your questions Yeah, one question I get a lot is, how come my car's older, but my insurance has gone up? Um, Anybody want to tackle that one?
3: Well, I can give that one a try. Um, When your car gets older, we we do understand we do get this question a great deal. Why Why is my car getting older and my rates are going up? Rates are determined by areas, zip codes. And it's not just your driving record or your car. And one of the things that has caused rates to creep up recently is distracted driving. People talking on their cell phones while they're driving. People texting while they're driving. Everyone knows that that's not the best decision that could be made. But when you take a look at auto rates and the reason that they're climbing so much, two of the largest reasons are talking on the cell phone and texting. Everything that we do in our everyday life shouldn't always be done while we're driving down the road taking a large chance
4: well and you know to to kind of piggyback on that part of the reason that your car insurance doesn't go down when your car gets older is uh, they don't pay the guys at the repair shop less every year because they've been there a year longer Um, so when when you take your car to uh, amalgamated body shop and uh, it's a it's a 2014 Uh, The same guys are still working on it that were there in 2014. They hadn't got paid any less, even though your car might be worth less. The other thing was last year, General Assembly um, allowed um, uh, a tax on actual service uh, work through the body shop so now for that labor that uh, that you have at the body shop they can charge a seven percent sales tax on that which immediately puts insurance companies a little bit in the hole because they have to pay that extra seven. that's that's leakage I think in the in the uh, the industry terminology so it's seven percent um, we have Vicki on the line
2: let's see what her question is before we hit the break
4: Vicki are you there
1: Yes, I am. Well,
2: thank you so much for calling. I hope you're having a good morning.
1: I am. I'm gonna... uh, and good morning to you all too.
2: Thank you. I'm gonna warn you we got a break coming up. So let's see if we can get your question in and then we can answer it after the break. What's your question? Oh,
1: okay. Well my question is why that uh, my insurance uh company they uh send out like this survey like thing and it asked uh, a lot of to me and true support okay
2: let's hold up just a second and we will get back to you and uh, give you the proper okay. attention you deserve so can you hold on through the break Vicki well we hope Vicky will hold on through the break we'll be back in a few minutes Vicki, I sure hope you held on through the break. Are you there?
5: Yes, I am.
2: Thank you so much. Tell us again. What is your question?
1: Oh, okay. Let me rephrase. There are forms that they have have sent me, and the forms on the forms, the questions are, I I don't don't understand why they have sent it, because the the questions ask stuff like, uh, uh, how far do you drive from your job from your home to your job, and uh how did uh, they they wanted the mileage and how often do I go out of t- out of town and uh according to the place that places that I might go out of town how far are those the mileage from my home to those places and uh just all kinds of crazy yes, stuff. How, how uh, 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 give a guesstimation on how many times you might uh, go to the shopping mall. Things, well, what I mean, what I mean. a
2: great question, and I appreciate you asking that. By any mm-hmm. chance, did you have a claim recently?
1: Absolutely did, not.
2: Did you change to this company recently? No. So you've been uh, with them about how long? Uh,
1: probably... Thirty years, but I am I am widowed. My husband died, and uh, of course I had to get all of that changed. Yes, You ma'am. know, get his name off of everything, ma'am. and had to disclose that.
2: Yes, ma'am. Now, do you have a, a personal insurance agent, or do you deal with the one eight hundred number?
1: <laughs> no, I have a person. Now, the insurance, the the agent that we dealt with for for all of those years up until uh year before last he retired so then somebody else is in his office somebody i don't know but the other guy my husband and i knew very well yes
2: that's very smart to have someone like that i would Mm -hmm. highly recommend that every two or three years that you go sit down in front of that insurance agent and look him in the eye and let them do a review on your insurance and make sure that there aren't things that you need to know about it's amazing to me how often somebody has the wrong car on their policy, or that they've got a coverage that they really didn't know they, they had, and they really didn't need it. Um, insurance, I'm going to let Patrick talk to us about why, why he thinks those questions were asked.
3: Thank you. Okay. I appreciate the opportunity again. Um, There are some companies out there, and the reason they may be asking about the distance that you're driving and how often that you're driving to work, there are some companies that will rate you differently if you drive less miles. Um, I know one company in particular, if you drive less than 7,500 miles a year, they give you a different rate than if you drive more than 7,500 miles a year. So with the changes that you've had recently, that may just be a question that they're sending out to try to help you with your rate to try to reduce those those costs some um not certain that that is the reason but there are companies out there that will reduce rates depending upon the frequency of driving and how far that you do drive so maybe that'll help answer the question that you'd asked
2: there are also a lot of people doing things like driving for uber which causes a lot of problems in some states uh, the policy states that they won't pay anything if you're driving a livery service, if you're being paid to transport people. So uh, mm-hmm. it may be that you, that one survey they sent you, they've got to be able to use in all circumstances. So mm-hmm. they can't have one just for you. They're going to have one that they use for you and a lot of other people. So it, it sort of hits a lot of different different situations yeah. mm-hmm. that don't apply to you. But we appreciate you calling. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.
1: All right. Well, thank, thank you, you all. Well could, well, could I ask one more question? Sure. I, yeah. All right. Well, now I did, I did call like in I say February, and I told the agent that I wanted to drop the truck. I wanted to take the truck off because I was uh, going to give the truck to my son. And 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 he said, "Well, you can't do that. If you do that, you got to send us your tag." And uh, and I own the truck, and I was like, well, uh, that's between DMV and the DMV department and me, and so uh, it's my husband's truck and, well, and wh- my truck now, and I want to give it to my son, but that was like in the end of February. Well, I'm going to let
2: Sandra him. address that. That is a very good okay. question. Sandra, what would you do if a client called up and said, I need to take a car off my vehicle?
5: Good well, morning, Vicky. Good morning. Um, what I would recommend is if you're going to delete a vehicle, and, and you can certainly do that, just make sure you turn the tag in so you don't have an issue with the DMV. Oh, okay, but
1: I can take the tag to the
5: DMV department. Yes, ma'am, you yeah. certainly can. Uh, Jim okay. will tell you what happens if you
2: take the insurance off the car before the DMV gets it
4: back. Well, it ain't pretty. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's what I would do, honestly. I would take the tag... To the dmv and get them to give you a receipt for it which they'll do okay Mm -hmm. and then call your insurance agent the day after with that receipt in your hand say i sold this car yesterday could you take it off my policy for me yesterday that way you stay clean with the dmv and avoid all sorts of annoying little mailings that say you need to turn your tag in and send us fifty dollars by the way so i think your agent was
2: trying to be very very helpful even if they weren't very clear in what they explained to you they did the right thing they maybe should have explained it just a little bit better
1: all right okay well thank you very much thank you you I have really a wonderful
2: wonderful weekend
1: all right you all too be blessed all right
2: well, I tell you over the years it's just been enjoyable to me to be able to be in a situation to help people and to save them money and i know i've had some clients that if it hadn't been for switching to us and doing an insurance review the claim that they were protected for would not have been covered by the previous previous company um, jim can you remember a situation uh... where you helped a client and it's really memorable to you
4: well i, I think anytime anytime um, after a claim when a customer comes up to you and says you know thank you for being here uh, we really appreciate what you've done and and it's just in the course of our work every day that Um, You know, we have claims, we do what we can to help them. Uh, My goddaughter, (laughs) this was a funny one, my goddaughter, when she had been driving for less than a year, was involved in an accident over near the mall, and uh, said, I'm in an accident, I'll be right there. So I went and stood with her. That's all I did was just stood there, but it turned out to be a good situation. She was totally fine with the whole thing rather than being traumatized.
2: Thank you, we will be back here in a second. Thank you for staying with us. Well, we were discussing how rewarding it is to be there when something awful happens to a client and we're able to bring them back to where they were before that awful thing happened. The reason we're in insurance is that we expect checks to be written and we expect people's lives to get better quickly after something serious happens.
5: Uh, Sandy, you were talking about a a claim? It was for... A commercial policy, um, a habitational risk, which is a rental house. And unfortunately, the tenant that was living there had a grease fire and it burnt the house to the ground. And Nationwide was able to pay the owner of the house for lost income for 12 months, um, and also build the house back. So it was a, a win-win. It, uh, the claim was handled quickly and professionally. And the house looks better today, brand new, than it did when it burnt to the ground.
2: Yeah, but yeah. don't don't help the situation. It <sighs> no. started, no. but no, it's not at all,
5: not at all. And the good thing was that no one was hurt, so that's the positive of of the story.
2: Well, I had an RV dealership, CCRV, um, that uh, had a hailstorm one time, and I mean, they had about eight million dollars <laughs> worth of dings on their units. We had an adjuster out there within three hours of when the hail hit. And he was so happy, I think by the end of two years I had almost every RV dealer in the state insured. <laughs> you know, it's amazing what hail can do. I, I, we had a storm here a few days ago, first time in a long time. Patrick, you've seen some, some big claims that uh, you were able to, to see a policy holder put back hold.
3: Yes, sir. Um, We had a condo unit a few years ago. On a Sunday afternoon, I get a phone call and I was told that there was a fire and they've called the fire department. And I called a claims representative. I had his cell number. It was Sunday afternoon, like I said, and myself and the claims adjuster were out there before the fire trucks even left. We had three people that had been displaced from their home as a result of the fire. And we were able to get them Somewhere safe for the night, get everything taken care of, and being out there immediately, the people were very grateful and happy that that we were able to show up. That we were able to provide them a place to go, able to help them out at one of their times when they were most challenged.
2: you, it makes you grateful you have the opportunity to be insurance,
3: Jim. You know, some of
2: the worst claims, I've, the most horrific ones, have been auto claims where people have been just, um, yeah. You know, you, I've had clients that have just about killed someone, and they're in the hospital. And
4: Yeah, that's one of the things, Bill, that, that honestly I would stress if you it, – it doesn't matter what company you're with, but talk to your agent about your coverage because we've had situations where um, um, customers get this – This letter, and we usually know about it before the letter goes out, but it's called a reservation letter. And that letter basically says, Yeah, you might not have enough coverage. You probably better get a reservation with an attorney on your own. Um, auto, Auto claims can go big real, real fast, particularly if they involve any type of bodily injury where a person is hurt as a result of the accident. We had one where. Um, It was a T-bone accident in an intersection and a a lady was injured by one of our policyholders and um, two years later, which was the statute in the state that it happened, they were on vacation. Two years later, um, they got a a letter, a suit letter saying, you know, we, we, we want more. And the suit letters usually say, well, it's going to be in excess of $10,000. So that generally puts the the antennae up on the claims people, and they go, oh, boy. So they looked through this particular claim, and um, the the party that was injured was asking for um, our our policyholder to uh, pay for their assisted living for the rest of their life. And so they were asking for big money. And... um, our adjusters continually were talking, my customer and me, the agent, off the ledge on that one, because, <laughs> I mean, that was going to be a big, big claim. Um, it ended up settling for probably about $225,000. Um, but its it can be big, and it can be big in a hurry. And honestly, if you looked at it, the only damage other than a broken ankle, leg, whatever the, the appendage was, it was broken, and a damaged car, it wasn't like a horrific accident. It was just a what I would call a day-in, day-out, run-of-the-mill traffic accident that you see probably any and every day. Um, but it ended up being over $200,000. It's a lot of money, a lot of money fast. Yeah, there have been lots of
2: cases over my professional life where I have, been able to provide someone with three five ten times more liability insurance and still save them money can you think of some cases like that recently
5: sandy um, I've had one involving a policyholder that uh, ended up being on i forty here locally um, and she rear-ended a vehicle, that vehicle was pushed into another vehicle, and so on and so forth. So there was at least four vehicles involved. She had decent liability limits, but with all of those vehicles involved, it wasn't Mm -hmm. enough to take care of the payout for the damages to the vehicles and bodily injury uh, with whiplash and what have you. So a good recommendation for that would be to consult your insurance agent. Limits of liability can always be increased. In addition to that, you can also secure uh, umbrella coverage, which protects you up to a certain limit of a million or two million dollars, and it's hardly just a few dollars a year for the cost. It's less expensive than the, the hourly rate of an attorney.
2: Yeah, you know, I've noticed that a lot of times when I talk to people that have one those 1-800 insurance agents, the insurance companies make most of their profit off that. Small amount of liability. so there's not a whole lot of uh, emphasis put on selling the higher limits. And you know, in some cases, it can just be a few dollars to go from $50,000 dollars worth of liability up to a hundred and a few dollars to go from 100 to, to 300,000.
3: Um, Patrick, what do you recommend in your office? Our office. Well. I'd like for everybody to sit down, as you'd said earlier, go sit down with your agent, have a conversation because the state minimum limits are different in each state. Um, And just because the minimum limits, what the state says that you're required to have, doesn't necessarily mean that it's the least expensive coverage that's out there. So by sitting down, you can take a look at your liability limits and try to determine exactly what is right for you and your household.
2: You know, some folks might not even know what liability limits are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the different parts of an auto policy?
3: Okay. Well, we'll start with liability limits. Um, liability limits are there in order to protect the person that you harm or damage. So if you're driving down the road and you hit someone, rear-end someone, you're liable for their injuries and for the property that you have damaged. So, liability limits in the state of North Carolina are at 30, 60, 25. And that doesn't always mean that that's the best price, as we were talking about earlier. Those
4: are in thousands
3: 30,000, yes. 60,000,
4: 25,000. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I was just we went going in, through those. <laughs> we, we went into hand.
3: insurance jargon. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's what we're used to talking like. That's just the lingo. Um, so, when you take a look and you sit down, and you talk to your agent, take a look at the possibilities? What's the frequency of accidents? Have a conversation about the price for each liability limit. Liability is not going to be the most expensive part of your policy. Um, what do you have that you're trying to protect? What assets that you do you have? Are you better served with $100,000 in liability or $300,000 or even going all the way up with an umbrella? Um, so liability is a mandated coverage in, in states and different in every state.
2: Uh, Jim, talk to him about what happens if you're sued for more than the amount of insurance you purchased and the judge says you owe it
4: well that's not pretty um so so uh, let's assume that you did have a minimum amount of coverage like 30,000 per person and you were involved in an automobile accident and really and truly you know they they say and i don't know how accurate these numbers are but you know if you break the femur in your leg that big long bone in your leg that at Baptist Hospital they only charge nineteen thousand dollars to set that bone. That doesn't include any other any other cost. So right there, if you've got thirty thousand dollars worth of coverage and they charge nineteen thousand just to put it back the way it was supposed to be before they treat anything else, you're two thirds of the way through your coverage. Um, once you once you get to the edge of that coverage again, like my situation a few minutes ago, they will send a letter of reservation out that says, "Hey, uh, you need to you need to." contact your own attorney Uh, if they pay out uh, limits then that's a problem they're coming after you next so we'll
2: talk about that a little bit more on the other side of the break and remember you can call in if you've got a question we appreciate our audience and we thank you for being with us
1: stand I'll fall on you
3: Jesus you're my hope and stay
2: Well, welcome back. We appreciate all those that tune in. We were talking about young drivers while you were listening to our wonderful commercials, and we were discussing that we really appreciate the opportunity to sit down with those new drivers and explain to them how earth-shattering getting a ticket or an accident can be, and how important it is that young drivers pay attention to what they're doing. And, you know, I've had a couple children myself it's amazing to me how I can say something to my own children but another person can say the exact same thing and a light bulb will go on a little bit earlier and one of the really great reasons to have an insurance a personal insurance agent that you can sit down with and sit across the table from is to have that conversation with your young driver. Jim. Talk to us about what you say to young drivers.
4: Well, we, we used to have a lot of them that they, they would come in, particularly when my, my kids were in the same uh, age range as those kids that were getting their driver's license, and the parents would come in and they'd say, they'd say, well, Junior's going on the policy. Well, uh, how much is it going to cost? And you go, well, it's going to be probably about yeah, 1200 bucks a year just for them to get the license. And the parents look at you and go, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding and if you get them a decent car it's probably going to be more like 1800 cuz you have to have the physical damage the comprehensive and collision coverage so can I bring can I bring them in can you talk to them sure absolutely so they come in we sit down and talk a little while and you know you know how teenage kids are they just kind of sit there and look at you like you know like how long mm-hmm. will this be right exactly could you get get I've got on a with,
2: text to take right
4: <laughs> that's now. right could you get on with this you know <laughs> right so uh so you go uh, you, have, you, have you got a job? And they go, well, yeah, I work at, you know, fill in the blank of your favorite fast food place or I babysit or I mow yards or whatever. say, so, you know, how much do you make maybe in a week or two? And they go, oh, gosh, man, I'm bringing in like $200 a week. Ooh, wow, that's good. I said, yeah, yeah, that's what's going to cost your parents to put you on the policies about one week's worth of your pay. And then all of a sudden you look, they look at you and it's like the light bulb goes off you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. That's what it's going to cost. And immediately the parent goes, oh, I can take some of their money. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's how that works. Exactly. And we've had, we've had parents come up with all kinds of creative um, ideas. They'll go, I'll, I'll, pay the, I'll pay the regular cost. But when you mess up and you have that first accident or you get that first speeding ticket, you pay the over. And the over is a whole lot worse than the regular it really is so you know that in in North Carolina you start off at a base rate and then they debit or credit that they add to or take away from that based on whether you're a good good driver or a bad driver and the bad driver they debit aka they add on to it and the add-on is not fun I mean it's just not it's expensive and nobody likes it and we all fret over it and we all go through it and you know, Patrick, I, you, you made a reference to yourself when we were talking there. So
2: you, you actually go into the schools and talk to the
3: kids. Yes, sir, I do. I have spoken with about five, five or six of the local high schools, <clears throat> excuse me, and the driver's ed teachers that I know have asked me to come and sit down and speak. So I enjoy going and talking to the young people just to give them some sort of idea what the costs of insurance are, what types, what what the different parts of the insurance policy are, and just going through this. So if we tell them what an average cost is, and I spend about an hour, about an hour a month doing that, just going and talking to the different high schools, but we go through the parts of the policy and what's the cause and effect of a ticket or the cause and effect of an accident. How does that affect mom and dad? And if you have a brother or sister or more siblings than that, it's – the cost $100 per child per month and that's just to get your license if you're one of the fortunate ones that have a have a car to drive then it can be up to $150 a month per child so when we sit down and we start talking about that that that's a good conversation the kids are always very interactive they have lots of questions they want to know which cars cost more um, what types of tickets raise their raise their insurance what happens if they have an accident it's really a good conversation to sit down, and, and I believe it's eye-opening. I've had children, or I have children right now in high school, and a lot of the a lot of them know my kids. So I've told them, my, and my children as well, if you have a ticket, then we have an issue. You're going to be responsible for everything over what we were already paying. And I tell the kids that so they don't think that their parents are being completely unreasonable. When they have the conversations, what do I do next or if I have a ticket? So... I enjoy talking with the kids and going through everything and just making them aware of some of the dangers of driving as well as the costs involved with it.
2: You know, there was a gentleman that was driving in front of Baptist Hospital. When I first started in the insurance business, there was an article in the Winston-Salem Journal, and it said that he didn't even know what he ran over until he got out and looked and a child had dashed out in front of him. And he had uh, gone to court. And in the middle of the trial, his insurance company got up and wrote a check for $100,000 and said, see you later. Mm. So he had to go get an attorney. Well, he went to a big firm in town, and the firm said, it would be our pleasure to represent you, but you're going to have to pay us up front, because if we lose, you're not going to have any money to pay us. Well, if you ever tried to get a loan, the loan always asks, are you in the middle of a trial? So he couldn't go to a regular place to borrow money. I talked to him after that. And he had to borrow all the money he could from all the family and friends he could. And at the end of the trial, the judge says, you owe another $200,000. Well, he said, I don't want to pay that. He said, well, that's fine, but you're going to be held in contempt of court till you sign this paper, and we're going to garnish yours and your wife's paychecks. So you can't in North Carolina your your house is safe and one car is safe but your personal property's not safe
4: and well, most your, well your house is safe your house is safe up up to a point i mean they can't take your house from you but they can put a lien or attach, attachment on the house so if and when you sell it they can take your proceeds net of anything that you owe the the mortgage company if you still owe the mortgage company so
2: when I was majoring in insurance, one thing my insurance professors told us over and over again were the two best values in insurance were umbrellas, uh, which is a liability policy that goes over and above your auto and your homeowners, and term life insurance. The umbrella I always called a golden handcuff. If your insurance company's got to write a check for 1300000 they aren't going to get up and walk out on you in the middle of the trial. And the best thing about auto insurance is in addition to the amount of coverage you have, you also have coverage for court costs and attorney's fees until they write that big check. And the reason that insurance company wrote that check for that $100,000 was they didn't want to pay the attorneys anymore. So if you've got a future, if you've got assets, if you've got a good check, if you've got a retirement program I highly recommend you sit down across the table from your own personal insurance agent and discuss with them how reasonable an umbrella liability policy would cost. In a lot of cases, um, what's the average cost for an umbrella?
5: I would say for one home and auto, about $150 for the year. You know, less than $20 a month. And less than the cost of an hour for an attorney.
2: Yes, it is. So we, above all else, want to encourage you to have a real living, breathing, blood-pumping insurance agent <laughs> that you can personally go sit down and see. And we thank you for turning into the Christian car guy. Lift up a prayer for our host, Robbie. And we expect him to have a wonderful time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Robbie will be back soon. Have a wonderful weekend.